Welcome to the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am Allison Katzkowski, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to check out exactly what we're talking about. Self-care means so many things to people. It's one of the reasons I decided to start this show. And you'll hear self-care discussed from a number of different angles in this space. I am grateful to have you with me, and I hope you get a lot out of what I'm going to share with you today. Hey, everybody, it's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you for tuning in this week for another edition of The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am your host. I'm excited to be with you and always excited and grateful that you're choosing to spend some of your time with me. Today, my guest is Mark Jackson. He is a triathlete, and I'll go take it one step further. He's actually an Ironman triathlete, and we're going to be talking a lot about just simple daily habits of training, um, the mindset that it takes in a, to be a super successful competitive athlete. And look, even if you're not that way, if you don't see yourself being a competitive athlete, it's okay. Some of these principles, I think, are really key to helping you live the life that you want. Thank you so much for joining me today, Mark. It is an absolute joy, Allison. I can, I, I just can't describe how pleased and excited I am that spend time with you and be able to share with your phenomenal audience. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So why don't we just start with you? Start. Tell me a little bit about your story. I know you and I were talking before we got online. We were talking a little bit about, um, you know, kind of your race history and the yeah. fact that you've moved around quite a bit. You've, you know, had the opportunity to go to a lot of different places and just talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. And again, Allison, thank you so very much for the opportunity to be here and care and share. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just a, I say a punk kid from Neptune, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I grew up on the Jersey shore and my dad was uh, one of those individuals that loved swimming. Uh -huh. And so at a very early age, he had me in the bathtub, you know, teaching me how to swim, how to be, how to just have a love for the water. And so vicariously, I guess, you know, your dad is your hero. I've always wanted to make him proud of me. Yeah. And that's that's been just that vicarious, eternal love of being in the water and swimming. So I was a lifeguard at 14. I took my uh, lifeguard training at the YMCA. I took the course to learn how to teach lifeguards. I actually worked as a lifeguard in the summers uh, before uh -huh. my senior year and after graduating from high school. I competed in high school, earned my varsity letter, um, both in swimming and in one meter springboard. And then I took that and that's how I actually wound up going to college at a small HBCU in Georgia, uh -huh. uh, competing in intramural, not intramural, but um, we used to go to invitational events and yeah, go yeah. travel during mean. the Christmas holidays, that type of thing. So that love of swimming was always there um, from high school and then through college. I got married, started a family. And, you know, just kind of raised five kids and now, you know, did that the right way. So I'm a grandparent. So I really love that part. But wow, what, ha what happened is somewhere in the, you know, the 90s, I probably saw some footage of Julie Moss stumbling and bumbling, trying to get over the race lines. And I was like, those people are nuts. There's no way in the world I would ever even attempt to do some mess like that. Uh -huh. And then I guess, you know, you just watching YouTube or other channels and you see a little bit of footage about Iron Man. So, oh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, swimming. Huh? And so finally, this is what got me. Okay. Is I was watching an episode of Iron Man on a rerun on YouTube. And they had this gentleman. His name was uh, Les Hollander. And they said Les is doing his 20th Iron Man. 
He started when he was 55. Holy cow. And so at that time, I was about 52 years old. And in in that moment, you know, being competitive and um, always wanting to outdo someone else or or accomplish a goal that someone else has accomplished, if, if it matches up with your thought process. Totally. I said, I said, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start somehow, some way. And again, I just planned to see it in my back of my mind. And so living in Denver, having moved from the East Coast, I was going to a spin class because I've always enjoyed riding a bike as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, love, love, love riding a bike, love swimming. And so I was going into this class. Young lady wound up being the, the leader in the spin class, which I had never done before. And I asked her, I said, listen, you know, I'm, I'm thinking I want to get into, you know, doing some more biking, not triathlon, just biking. And she said, well, there's a team over in Westminster, Colorado. Um, they're about 10 miles away. Go over there, join that team, and, and you'll be able to do a whole lot of good riding. Well, I joined the team, and part of joining the team is they all do a race. <laughs> and you were like, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, well, what's the race? He said, well, it's Ironman. I was like, all right, I guess I'll be signing up for that because you kind of get I mean, you don't get you don't get signed up for the race by joining the team, but right. If ever, but you're basically grouped in with everybody, and you're not on your own, so you kind of do it together. So, with that, um, I knew my calendar for the coming year that was going to be 2017, and I had a window of opportunity to do a race in June. So, the June race historically there had been the half Ironman, but they reversed it in 2017. So. Uh-huh. My very first ever triathlon that I got myself into was a full Ironman. That's and that's so, unbelievable. I mean, I just I can't even begin to imagine the first. You're just you're just pulling out all the stops right from the beginning. Well, you know, look, I, I signed up for it. I'm committed, so I had to do it. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, there's no turning back now, right? There's no turning back now. And then, of course, I started telling people what I was going to do. Da, da, da. So I, then I really couldn't turn back at all. But my wife is, she is by far the best Sherpa on the entire planet. She was, uh-huh. Lynn has been so very, very supportive from, you know, buying race shoes that cost a couple hundred bucks. And saying that's okay to investing in a bicycle and investing the time as well. Unfortunately, uh, I'm an early riser, so that that was pretty that was pretty easy to get into. And even Lynn would come with me when I went to go swim laps in the morning. She would come and go get on the treadmill. If I was going to spin for a while, then she would do that. When um, it was time for me to actually go see what the race course was like, because I lived in Denver, and the first race I was doing was in boulder colorado so she would help me make some sustenance and food to take out uh, and drop me off at the race course and i you know i'd, I'd ride the course which was like 35 miles a loop i'd ride it twice and then ride back home so baby i said i'll see you in about seven hours yeah <laughs> yeah and she would leave me there go drive home and i would ride the course twice and then the extra 20 some odd miles to get back home and she says, well, you know, you probably need an Epsom bath. So let's go ahead and get those muscles loosened up. So I, do, I mean, just the she was so very, very supportive, which I think is important um, to anyone, whether yeah. you're a single or whether you have a life partner, whatever the case may be, 
you really do need some measure of support system. So wherever that comes from, whoever it is, um, certainly give gratitude and thanks for them because this is not something that you may be out doing a race day on your own, but leading up to race day, there's going to be any number of individuals that are your partners in the race or your Sherpa, whatever the case may be, that you certainly want to be grateful for and acknowledge along the way. I absolutely agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. So let's talk a little bit about some of your, um, just some of your daily, not just your training habits, but just the habits in general that you've adopted. Yeah. Because I, I I really think that most successful, well, not most, I think all successful athletes, regardless of what race you're doing, um, you know, really have adopted and basically bulletproof themselves from self-sabotage mm-hmm. to some degree. So yeah. what what are some of the simple daily habits that you have adopted for yourself? Not not just not just your training habits, of course, but yeah. just like yeah. that you've been able to like keep yourself above the fray. Well, there's a number of things I've learned along the journey, Allison, that have just they've become whether whether I'm training for a race or I am not, they are just four elements. Uh, one thing is constantly hydrating. I, I will drink no less than a gallon of water each and every day. I mean, like clockwork, first thing in the morning is before I do anything else, I, I will drink no less than a full quart of water right yeah. away. Two big 16-ounce glasses, get the hydration going. That, it does any number of things. It helps you know, manage removing toxins from your body. It helps hydrate. It makes your, it's good. It's good just to hydrate for your brain because it is a muscle and and tool that needs to be hydrated to be able to think properly and give you all the cognitive acuity that we need Mm -hmm. to have. Mm -hmm. I really do believe, and this is a habit, is I believe in eating living food, period, Mm -hmm. point blank, the end. And what I mean by that is, if I can identify it in its natural form, then it gets to go in the mouth and into the body. Yeah. So um, now there's there's some there's a couple there's only like one or two things that I deviate on that, but uh-huh. I still hold to it. So like um, I do like potato chips. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. However, when you read the ingredients, it's potatoes, salt, you know, oil, and mm-hmm. that's it. And yeah. I can still identify a potato chip. I don't have a clue where a corn chip or or a sun chip or some of this other stuff, you know, that that winds up in a bag that would essentially be a processed food. Yeah. Um, but but, you know, so I, I will say right up front, I'm, I, you know, that I, I make my own little exception. It's living food. It's been processed, but yet I can identify it. So it gets to go in. Uh-huh. But otherwise, if it's a piece of salmon or fish or shrimp or um, if it's going to be a lean piece of, of uh, poultry or something like that, it's going to be in a form that I can immediately identify. So yeah, that you can you know, recognize. Yeah. yeah. Hamburger, yeah. hamburger, it's not going in. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lean, a lean cut of steak. Yes. I'll have four to eight ounces of steak occasionally, but mostly it's going to be anything that's living food. So lots of greens, lots of green leafies. Um, you know, so many of us make blends and in the morning or during the day, I'll do a blend that is banana, lots of power green. I'll put a, a raw beet in there. I grind my own ginger. Ginger uh-huh. is an amazing. It is. Um, Agree. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Ginger. I use, I, I, instead of buying turmeric, I buy 
the root turmeric and then we dry that out and grind it and we put that in different foods because that helps with a lot of uh, joint health and yep. circulation, and kidney and liver health yep. as well. Yeah, inflammation. Yeah. So those those are some of the basics. I just believe as a and it's so simple. Yeah. Just eat living food. If you can identify and you know exactly what it is, it gets to go in. Yeah. That's that's one of the basics. Drink it food. I do believe in rest. Yes. So <laughs> yes. one of the things, I mean, if you see me past 930, you're doing you're it's an amazing thing because um, I'm I'm typically up at five. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm so up at five now that typically my eyes just kind of open at four forty eight, four forty nine. Um, I still use you know a standard alarm on my uh-huh. iPhone and stuff like that at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I wake up now before it even goes off, and it's true. The early bird gets the worm. I agree. I'm an early riser <laughs> myself. Yes, I agree. I mean. Get up, I get my fluids in. I love my cup of coffee. Um, I and that's one thing. Uh, caffeine is like the greatest cheat yeah. when it comes to <laughs> when I it agree. comes to training. It really yeah. is. I, I get those fluids in that good quart of water. I'll grab uh, a you know eight or twelve ounce cup of coffee, and then I'm off to the pool or off to get on my bike and go for a ride. And um, um because I had. I'm very, I don't care to run. I'm still learning to love to run. Um, and one of the things, because I have some significant goals in terms of longevity with triathlon, my, one of my basic practices is I actually do 90% of my run training on elliptical. Uh, oh, obviously okay. that re that removes the, you know, the pounding that comes from regular running. And the other thing too is the elliptical is actually more beneficial than treadmill. And the reason I say that is because the doctors have have described that you don't fire your Achilles tendon when you're on an an elliptical machine the same way you would when you're actually running. You don't fire your Achilles tendon on a treadmill. Mm -hmm. You do fire your Achilles tendon on elliptical because you're still doing the physical movement of pushing your own body weight, whereas the uh, treadmill is actually creating a momentum for you, yeah. so you don't even you don't benefit from it. So that that's what I do as part of my training. I'm not saying it's perfect for everybody. It's people that love to run, and I admire them. I run in intervals, and that's how I get through. Yeah, um, and I, I guess I share with that too is that I get so excited talking about this, Allison. I, yeah, I, I've been, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I've, been, I've been giddy, giddy, waiting to to, to spend time with you. Uh, um, but I, I am very much the triathlon. My goal is always to finish a race. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not at that point, nor at, at, at this point in my life where I have a desire to necessarily do a. Um, or track or be any PR that I have or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, my absolute joy is to, especially where Ironman is concerned. And actually that's the only type of race I've done is just Ironman. I've done all Ironman branded races that get to the end and they say, MJ, you are an Ironman. That is, that is, that is the ultimate goal. So managing nutrition, making sure I get the training in. And then go and enjoy the day of the race. That is just the celebration of all the work we put in 
to get out and go race on that particular day. Yeah. So that's the space that I live in and some of the habits that that I enjoy doing. No, I love that. I love how you say the day of the race is about celebrating. Um, because I think a lot of people mm-hmm. think the race day is the most important. And to some degree it is because it is important that we celebrate. But I think what I like about what you're talking about is you're finding the fun and not just the daily habits and learning how to become a better version of yourself, but you're you're basically like living living this life, living the life of an athlete. It, it is. And, and the beautiful part about it is it translates over to, again, your family life, your work life. Um, it all really does blend together. One of the things that came out of this experience of, of, of having a life in, because my core has been a career uh, first in hospitality, but transitioning to real estate. I yeah. was a real estate appraiser um, after I left my corporate job, built an appraisal firm, and then started a company, uh, Investor Comps, uh-huh. where I provide real estate valuation data and training to investors, which was originally domestically, but then expanded to internationally as well. So we serve clients in Europe, Scotland, Canada, um, Israel, Northern Africa, Australia, and Asia. I mean, I don't know to have any clients in South America, but again, we, we're basically functioning out of a global business that we started uh-huh. with you know, meager beginnings. And subsequently, we also started building our own real estate portfolio and helping others do the same. Yeah. And so it, it wasn't really until I had the freedom based on multiple streams of income coming in from real estate that really provided the bandwidth and the mental acuity to to take on doing triathlon. I did my first one. I didn't do my first one until I was 55. Yeah, that's what you were telling me. I think that's pretty incredible. Yeah, but now it's just a way of life. The things that I engage in are so much uh, there's just so much balance and synergy uh, to be able to move with my wife as her career has evolved mm-hmm. and be able to just, you know, I mean, we, I brought, I'm in Missoula, Montana. We have a home in Salt Lake City. We also have a home in Colorado. And then we spend a good bit of time in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And literally between the two of us, I'm able to port not only the the life that we have because of the power that real estate has given us yeah. through mm-hmm. multiple streams, just passive income. Mm-hmm. But, you know, of course we brought our vice with us. My wife rides with me at times. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, we identified where the pool is so I can swim here while we're in Montana. When I go to Puerto Rico, I've got um, a place that I rent a bike there. Cause I keep, I keep my primary bike um, mainland until I get ready to travel with it. But then there's plenty of places, of course, for me to go swim, open water swim while I'm a PR. And the reason that we chose PR to actually, because I've done two half Ironmans, I did 2022 and this year, 2023, is because we can port our lifestyle and the things Uh that we enjoy doing wherever we are in terms of where we know where we're laying our heads and stuff like that. So it's just an ongoing synergistic way of life that not only the things that we do for our professional as we engage with our family life and visiting the children and grandchildren, but also being able to 
constantly just immerse in what is just these three simple practices, the swimming, the biking, the running. Yes, there is some resistance training that you do from time to time. I use some bands and I will uh-huh. actually lift weights. But for the most part, it really is just allowing this life of triathlon take us to the ultimate goals where we want to celebrate our 50th wedding anniversary. And we're a few years away from that as yet, but that it's, it's not about Ironman. Um, it really is about living a life that provides these wonderful uh, experiences yes. that will not just be now, but well into the future. Celebrating that 50th wedding anniversary is going to be just the biggest joy. It really, really is. And so I've created a brand new Visionary Retreat Leaders Checklist. This is pure gold, folks. This is all stuff that I have learned through my own planning processes over the last 10 years that I've been delivering retreats. So if you want to get your hands on a copy, it's absolutely free. You can go to my website, www.theallisonk.com. Click on the can work with me icon, work with me, which is on the left-hand side. If you go to my website and click it and you start scrolling down the page and there'll be a pop-up window that will appear and you can just put your email address in and we'll be glad to send it to you. So make sure you take advantage of this. This is an amazing free offer. This is worth its weight in gold. And quite honestly, I see a lot of people charging a lot of money for the stuff that I'm just giving to you for free. So go get your hands on it. I would love to get your feedback, see what you think, but definitely take it as a free gift from me because I really believe in over-delivering and over-sharing. And I just want you to be able to have it so that you can start using it and planning your own retreats and events. So take advantage. I would love to hear what you think. No, I love that. I love how you're you're talking about not just all these things that you're doing every day, but it, it's just very clear. I mean, with your and it's really coming through with your energy that just how every single day what you're doing is just inspiring you more and more just to get better. You know, it's like yeah. I, I heard you say it at least a couple times. You know, I'm I don't really pay it. I mean, I I like to know what I'm doing for a time, but I'm not going. I'm not going into this to win it. I'm going into this to be the best version of myself that I can. So every day for you is just, I'm just going to be a little bit better. Yes. I'm I'm going to use that. Thank you very much. I love the way you said that for me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just, that's what's really coming up for me is that you're, you're looking for the, the daily inspirations and, you know, every day you're just like, all right, my goal today, I'm just going to be a little bit better. Yeah. You know, there's so many little things that you pick up too. Um, I, I, as you share that, one of the things that comes to mind, especially little tips, is when biking. One young man, when I first got started, one of the things he said is that you really get your power, not from your quads by pushing down on the pedals, but that you want to have the sensation when you're riding and pulling your pedal that your heel, mm-hmm. your heel is dragging the ground. Yeah. And so what that does, it gets your your calves, your quads, your glutes, and your there's another muscle. Forgive me, I can't think of it, but it gets it gets four it gets four sets of muscles working rather than just your quads. So all the time that I'm spinning, whether it's on a stationary or on the road, I'm always mentally thinking, drag your heel, drag your heel, drag your heel. And so it's a simple thought. It's not like 17 thoughts, it's just one drag your heel, feel like you're dragging your heel. And it's stunning just when when you're not doing it and then you switch back to it, 
how much more power and strength you feel. So then you want to get in the habit of always dragging the heel. So you're using all four muscles. Very, very simple thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. When it comes to swimming, you know, there's a point in time, you know, we, we're, we're being meticulous, where the case may be, and you want to keep your shoulders square and level to the water. And, and that's not the best way to cut through the water. You do want to dip and slide and tr- mm-hmm. let those shoulders dip left and right. And therefore, you're actually able to move through the water without, with less rigidity um, in your body and actually let the water move with you. Um, one of the things I always think about with swimming is that my elbows are always parallel. My elbows are parallel to the water. So yeah. that my arm is actually, you know, it's going to catch and grab, mm-hmm. not going down into the water and pulling. It's yeah. just catch and grab. Yeah. And so that elbow is always going to be at that 90 degree angle. So I just think about that as, as just a simple mechanic when swimming. And it's amazing because you, you really do get the sense that you're, you know, what, you're doing the American crawl. You're crawling along. Yeah, with, totally. By, totally. By keeping those elbows at 90 degrees. So it's a simple swim thought. Again, I, I, I do this because I love doing it. And that's mm-hmm. what all of us should be in the, in the yeah. posture of. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you can love individually being in a situation where you want to be your absolute best and and get the absolute best time you can, or 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 you know have a better PR and and go for it. Do yeah. live into that. Live into what's super special for you individually and go after it. There's no reason for you not to do it, but at the same time, allow it to be simple. Yeah. as you go forward. Yeah. Um, I mean, I play a lot of golf. And I mean, I love the game of golf. Another another game that my dad played. Unfortunately, he passed young, so we we never had a chance to play together. But uh-huh. it's another one of those life things. Vicariously, I play because I'm honoring my dad. Mm-hmm. And so there are some little things that are mechanics that go into actually developing and getting a nice, clean, repeatable golf swing. And there are some things you have to do in terms of watching video. No differently than how we watch video, read books, and get an understanding of what it is to be able to compete the right way. For me, for my running, um, I, I actually finally worked with a, a running coach in my third year of doing my full Ironman, not realizing that I was running the wrong way. Yeah. I was running as though yeah. I was still sprinting like a kid, leaning forward. And I was, you know, so I had a sore back. And it wasn't because. Um, it wasn't because I had any disc problems. It was just because I wasn't keeping yeah, my your, weight. Yeah, it was over. your mechanics just weren't, was weren't mechanics, what they should exactly. be. Right, right. So the, he got me to the point where I'm running upright. My weight is over the hips with the muscles that are intended to hold the weight of the torso. Right. And now I run effortlessly. Yeah. So, yes, there are things that we want to get coaches with, have someone that's going to guide us and work us through the mechanics so that we can be the best version of whatever you want to do as you're performing in triathlon. And I'm so very grateful that there are people out there that are willing to be that coach, to be that guy yeah. so that we can be the heroes in our own life. Well, we forget though, we forget that the human body was created to move. And, yeah. you know, while movement for, for some people probably is more difficult for a, a host of reasons, you know, I, I love what you're saying and that, you know, the, the op, we're not, it's not supposed to be really painful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to challenge you. Yeah. It's not, not always going to be easy, 
But, you know, we have to remember that our bodies are created to move. That's one of the things I say every single day to my clients and anybody that'll listen is that mm-hmm. the goal is to move well and be and be pain free. Yes, 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 yes. And even as we season in life, yeah. I think the thing that you, you make such a significant point on is that it's the idea you want to move the skeleton. Yeah. 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 The 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 object is to move every day. Right. So, you know, as we season in life, if it just means you're out walking two or three or four or five miles once a day, every day, just move the skeleton, keep the skeleton moving and you'll have so much, uh, there's just a better quality of, especially those long, the the productive years where we want to be as fruitful as we possibly can. And by moving the body, we actually expand those years. Of, we're all going to age, but we want to be in a situation where we can maximize those productive years and make that extend into 86, 87, early 90, um, to the point that you're able to fruitfully enjoy yeah. the, the movement and the capacity um, as the aging process happens to all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. So, so before we wrap up, I know we were talking before we got on the air about. Um, you said you kind of have some daily practices. You've alluded to, yeah. you know, the rest and the feeding your body and all of that. But you know, I know we were you were talking about some other practices that you really adhere to that you wanted to share with my audience. So let's talk about yeah. those. Thank you so very much, Allison. One of the things I guess about two years into triathlon. Um, I, it was like an acronym was building in my mind, and that came out as five simple practices. I call it Arise to Live, and Arise is Awaken with Gratitude, uh-huh. Realize Anything is Possible, Intentional Focus, Strengthen Your Mind and Your Body so You Can Go Execute with Excellence on the desires of your heart. Arise to Live, Awaken, Realize, Intentional, Strengthen, and Execute. And that's essentially what happened as I went through my work life, my training life, and executing on family and anything else. Uh, you start with awaken with gratitude. And it's it's not scriptural, but there's this phrasing that says, if you wake up in the morning and you know who you are, you have a measure of strength. So you, you're clothed in your right mind uh-huh. with a measure of strength. After that, what what more is there to be grateful for? If you wake up and you can get up and get going and you know who you are, it is a great day. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You know, I love that. It's like this. It's just it's so simple. You know, it's like every day I focus on I rise to live, you know, and it's yep. awaken to gratitude. Realize what's possible for you. Intentional focus. That's a big one for mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, yep. strengthening your mind and body on a daily basis and then yep. just execute. It, th- doing the first four actually gives you the capacity to go execute with excellence. Mm-hmm. And it could be anything. I mean, uh, but you arise to live each and every day. Um, I really treasure um, the wonderful marriage I have and my lovely bride. And there are things that um, I literally do just to be a gift to her. Mm-hmm. Um, we have this little thing we call tea and toes. And so um, when we were courting many, many years ago, we would spend a Sunday evening, um, we'd make herbal tea, uh-huh. we'd sit down, Lynn would put her feet in my lap, we'd, we'd, we'd sip our tea, but then I would massage her feet. Uh-huh. And so I'm very much um, 
Um, you can go back to five, five love languages. I'm very one of my love languages is uh, physical touch, uh-huh. and so um, I really enjoy being a servant and giving and massaging her feet. And if I do yeah. it just right, she'll fall asleep. But yeah. uh, there, even the arise to live, you know, you have to you have to live into the possibility that this is something that you can share with your partner, um, whatever that may be. Um, you know, you have to do it. You have to have focus. You got to do it the right way. You got to be focused on it. You have to get the tea and you have to, you know, maybe have a little lotion to be able to soften the feet and stuff like that. And, um, you have to be, fo- you know, you have to strengthen yourself. You know, those hands got to be ready to go to provide the massage. And, but the fruit of it, the executing on it is life giving for both of us, me being a servant and my wife receiving the time that we spend together. So I share that arise to live example because it could be whether you're working on a case as an attorney, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. if you're providing tax support as a CPA, if you're the coach that's helping someone else achieve their goals in terms of weightlifting, tennis, golf, triathlon, whatever the case may be, this arise to live, these five simple practices transcend anyone's life and the things that they desire in their heart to achieve and accomplish. No, I love that. I love that. It's just, it's like, I think everybody listening can take some value from that. So. That is my prayer. That is my absolute prayer. I love it. I love it. Such a great conversation. Where can people find you, Mark? Absolutely. TheMarkJackson.com is a good place to start. Um, You'll get some information there about how to get in touch with me and just to see a little bit of of the things that we do, helping others achieve freedom and passive income so they can go do the things that they really, really want to do. So themarkjackson.com. Themarkjackson.com. And what about any of your social media handles? Absolutely. So I'm definitely on Facebook, uh-huh. Mark Jackson, and I'm on LinkedIn as well, under Mark Jackson as well. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you so much for making time to talk to me today. It was um it was it was great just to hear your perspective and um and just lots and lots of little golden nuggets for people to take away. Oh, an absolute joy, Allison. I pray we actually have the opportunity to engage again and many times into the future, but thank yeah. you for inviting me and letting me care and share with your people. Absolutely. My pleasure. So folks out there listening, if you have really found value in what we have discussed today, if there's you know something that you would like to reach out and um, connect with Mark about, you will find his website in the show notes, themarkjackson.com. You'll also find his Facebook and LinkedIn um, handles as well. So you can connect with him there and just um, you know learn a little bit more about his story and and really what drives him every single day. There's just so many things that you can take away from this episode. In fact, if this episode has been meaningful for you and you would like to share it with a friend or a colleague, then you can simply copy the link and send it to them as a free gift from me. And if you like, you can connect with me on my site at www.theallisonk.com and I'll be glad to do it for you or I'll have someone on my team take care of it. Because um, this is really how we start a movement, how we really create change for other people is, is that we we actually do help you do the work. You know, we, we help you forward. We help you share. For every one of you out there that's listening, that's supporting me, that's continuing to share my message and allowing me to have amazing guests like Mark on here to talk about um, what they do, what he does every single day. This is why I do what I do and why I started this podcast journey about almost four years ago now. So this is Allison Kaskowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You're one step closer to living your ultimate life, so make it a good one. Thank you.